on maynard.com.au. AU! A round of applause for the $6 million man, Mr. Steve Austin. Same-sex marriages. I'm in a same-sex marriage. Yeah, and the sex is always the same. <laughs> hey, let me guess. Your parents are siblings, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on the blower, on the line, on the thing that's got the zeros and ones on it, I've got Ben Plaza. Hi, Ben. How are you? Uh, very good, man. And yourself? Oh, pretty good. I was recently in a very dark room watching a projected images that you had directed. Ben Plaza is, in fact, the director of The Heckler, a new Australian comedy that won an LA Comedy Award Festival for Best Ensemble Performance. First of all, Ben, what does that mean? Best Ensemble basically means the whole cast, the ensemble. All the actors, I think they found that they worked together as a team quite well. One of the things I enjoyed about the movie, and I got taken along by Tim Ferguson, he said, look, come along to this movie with me, and I knew absolutely nothing about the movie, nothing at all. And it's very rare that you go to a movie where you know nothing at all, and then you absolutely love the movie. I was really surprised. And how often do you actually go to a movie where you know nothing about it before you go? Because you normally, you've just fed everything by marketing now before you even turn up at it. That would be the result of our marketing campaign. Because you did do this on a budget that most university film students would be proud of. I went to VCA. Some of the short films that were done at VCA were more expensive than w- what we shot ours for. It's under 100000 Could you just give us a brief capsule description of the movie because people listening don't know anything about it. Try and describe the film to us without giving too much away. I, I like to say that a heckler steals a comedian's body. I think that pretty much sums up the whole film. So it's a, it's a take on a body swap film. Tim Ferguson was saying it's Freaky Friday with stand-up comedians, which has pretty much sort of nailed it in a way. I was suggesting All of Me, the 1984 movie with Steve Martin and Lee Tomlin, except with backstage asshole comedians, because it really does show the darker side of what it's like to work as a comic with the backstage competitiveness that goes on. It's somewhat true in a way. <laughs> a lot of your films, Ben, and you've told me about a few of your future projects, you seem very interested in identity. And this swaps identity around and also questions the way people perceive each other. And I think you're very interested in that generally with your work. Is that right? Yeah, um, I think that maybe it's partly trying to figure out my own identity in, in, in a way. I realised looking back over my projects that it seems to be in all of them. So I guess it's something that I've always been interested in, trying to find out who we are, where we sit in the world. Are the names in the cast that we might recognise? You've got Simon Mallory, Chris Fortuna, Emily Tahimi, is it? And Kate Jenkinson is uh, the four of the main leads there. Would we have seen them in anything else? You've probably seen uh, CJ Fortuna is currently doing a show called Kinney. Emily Tahini's in so much stuff. Mad as hell is what has been the most recent thing she's been on. Kate has been on The Hiding recently. And Simon Mallory, he does a lot of stuff, a lot of hosting, a lot of hosting work. Why did you base this movie around stand-up comedians? Like you didn't set it in people who work in retail, for example. You specifically chose the body swap to be around stand-up comedians. Well, it was in the script. (laughs) Steve Mitchell wrote the script and he was dabbling with stand-up. He still does dabble in stand-up. I think he found it's a great backdrop to actually set something within. You know, it comes from his own experiences in some way. There was this scene, actually, where there is a workshop early on in the film. Where the main character has workshop and he first has his first intensive meeting with the heckler. You see a comedy workshop in action and you see it actually fail in a rather skin-crawlingly embarrassing way. All right, who's up next? Yep, I am. Me. Oh, 
So when I die, uh, I want to go peacefully like, like my grandfather did in his sleep, not like all the other people yelling and screaming in the car. Hey, man, it's been done before. Yeah, it's a Bob Monkhouse joke. Oh, no, this is good. There's an important lesson here. Don't steal material from other comics. All right, if you do, you're going to have to find yourself another job. Yeah, um, I found that on the internet. I was at that workshop that Steve was actually uh, doing, and that is pretty much the experience that happened to him. He got up and told a joke. Everyone was going, oh, you, you can't rip off jokes. And he was going, oh, what, what? Uh, I, I thought of this joke. Like a lot of things, things creep into the subconscious, and he was actually just reiterating a, a joke that he thought was his own but was very similar to another joke. That's the basis of the, the workshop that we have at the, in the film as well. I was looking at the, the movie, and there's some scenes that just look so difficult to shoot. And one of the things that you have done beautifully in this movie as a director is you've got very even performances out of every actor there was no one that looked like they were goofing off there was no one that was overplaying the role everything just had the right level it's a casting thing really you know you you get the people in the room you sort of mix people and see how they work off each other and you try to find that level when you're on the set you've got to sort of pull that back when someone does actually you know goof off it's a matter of making sure that the actors are, are keeping true to what they are doing without going too far so it's constantly a reigning in process especially with comedians you know they want to perform they want to you know everything can be a joke i mean there are some scenes which are on the cutting room floor which are so funny but it, they didn't fit suddenly this character's going off in this other direction it might be funnier but does it serve the story no Speaking of going overboard, and this may have been a moment where you, you questioned your career choice, there's a scene in the movie where a character has his head in a toilet. Before the actor would do that, you had to put your own head in the toilet to make sure it was okay for him. Is that correct? And <laughs> oh, is, is that the moment where you thought, maybe VCA hasn't worked out for me? Dear, dear, I, I told you that. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a bit unfair. I mean, you yeah, know, we, we cleaned the toilet, of course, and cleaned it very well with a lot of cleaning products because that's what we were using. We were using real locations. And I didn't think it was very fair that an actor would put their head in the toilet without actually making sure it was checked myself. It wasn't actually as clean as I thought. There's, uh, there's an area under the rim there that was missed. <laughs> which, which I guess you could see once your head was in there. You went, oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, well, I actually found out with my hands. Was that the most difficult scene to shoot? Is there, what was the most difficult sequence to shoot? That was actually... The most problematic one, we went back to that scene three times. Well, also because it was a real toilet, you really haven't got a lot of room there and a lot of you haven't got as many choices of camera angles as you would have in a much more open space. No, of course not. So we go, we go in there, you know, I had the storyboards, we go in there and it's like, oh, how's this going to work? And suddenly, hang on, we can't shoot from this angle or that angle. So we're really restricted to a very small space, which was part of the problem. You just made them look like a dickhead in front of all those people out here. Get back here. Even simple things like in the script, the character jumps over the toilet door. Have you ever tried to jump over a toilet door? I've gone under a toilet door to see what was going on because there was a few more legs inside the cubicle and I wanted to know what was going on. But I've never actually done the over because you're looking at a leap of almost three metres there. That's right. It seems, it seems sort of, uh, it, it sort of makes sense when you watch it. But I mean, there were ladders in place. We had to come back with a stunt person to do it. It was uh, quite a crazy sort of set of circumstances just to make such a small part of the film, which goes for what, 
five seconds where he jumps over. But man, that was tough. And that's why we had to keep on coming back over just for that movement over the toilet door. It was crazy. I really enjoyed The Heckler and I implore anyone within the sound of our voices to check it out. It's not online, which is good because you're still working on dis- distribution and that sort of thing. Where can people actually see it? Is it got a theatrical release? How can we get a look at it? We're going to uh, do a bit of a tour with it over the next coming months and uh, I imagine that at that stage there'll be a point where it'll go online where you'll be able to get it through iTunes and all the online streaming places you can get stuff. Uh, ben Plaza, it's The Heckler Movie. Go along and check it out. Check it out online and thank you for making such a fun movie that really it blew my tiny ape brain. Ah, oh, my pleasure, mate. My pleasure. I want my body back. You want my body now. See? I've even got my name on it. Who's Mike? Oh, just this awesome guy. On Maynard.com.au Hey, you! Yeah.